Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Kia ora na. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. <laughs> Welcome back to the Media Show. Um, I'm yeah. so excited today. We are going to carry on in our uh, theme of speaking to Cook Islanders that have recently come back from Israel during the month of uh, September to October. 19 days we were there and on the 17th day, 18th, 19th, we returned. Hamas have attacked. And so I have with me today Marama Masters was one of the 50 who uh, went along, experienced that her first time there in Israel. And um, I'm excited to hear everything that um, the Lord shared with her and revealed to her um, and, and shared that with our listeners today. So Marama, mm. thank you. Shalom, shalom. Yeah. Shalom. Welcome. Um, thank you so much for being willing to share. I'm really looking forward yes. to all that God um, has done in and through you during your time there. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my pleasure. And so let's, let's start. So the trip began and to leave New Zealand on the 20th um, of September. So in terms of the trip, did you always know you were going? No. No? No. no. I always kind of like the idea of going kind of thing and and just listening to the stories that's been shared for the ones who's who've been there before and kind of really enjoyed it and it was something that I kind of thought yeah I would like to do one day it's, it's traveling is not really my thing I never really enjoyed traveling especially traveling for 17 hours after I heard about mm. that. So the to get to Dubai. To get to Dubai. And yeah. then travel two more hours to Israel. Yeah. yeah. But even just the f idea of, well, just thinking about the 17 hours, that that was quite long. Yeah. But, you know, traveling in general has never been my thing. And so traveling that far. <coughs> traveling that far, yeah, as well. But going to Israel was something I always liked, the idea, but it's not something that I want, yeah, I must kind of do. So what happened? Um, yeah, well, with the idea, liking to do it one day, got talking to my sister, just out of the blue kind of thing, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should plan about going to Israel, maybe when I turn 50. You know, it kind of thought of a nice idea, you know. Which is how many years away? Not that far, <laughs> not that far away, yeah. Um, less than five years from now, so. But she was like, what about now? And mm. I was thinking, yeah, I've got nothing to hold me back. Um, I have have that freedom now, so why not? So the next night, I kind of, I messaged a friend, Donna, and asked her, who can I see about going to Israel? Then I'm thinking, oh yeah, this could be a good time. Why not? You know. And what month? Was this when you decided to reach out and I find out if you May. In May? Yeah, it was like already getting too late. Yeah, kind of close to the... To the closing date, really, yeah. when things is getting... On in time. Yeah. So May, yeah. uh, June, July, August, September, oh, September, so only four months Basically, yeah. prior. Four, yeah, four or five months. Mm -hmm. 
and then she told me who to contact which was Nancy Cora and then and she, and she was like do it now because you know it could be getting too late I didn't because I kind of had my doubts about it that I thought that I need to be praying about this because I it's not something I just want to up and go again keeping in mind traveling is not my thing yeah. there was also the financial situation as well it's not yeah it's yeah. a financial undertaking that's right yeah. so up to ten thousand dollars for us individually yeah around about there yeah and that, that was a stretch if I was if I was planning to just up and go I didn't until a few days later I thought I'd just give a message and just see if maybe I'm late or maybe not maybe there's time I messaged her and she said oh meet me the next day this was a Saturday evening and then meet her on Sunday to talk more about it maybe I would like but I'm still unsure about it so I got to meet her on Sunday just before service Donna invited herself to the table when me, <laughs> me and Mrs. Cora is going to chat a little bit about about traveling and she said that she could try and see if I would be able to get on and I said okay then I'll confirm it the next day that I am going and Donna says the same thing like my sister why not now why wait kind of thing so pretty much on but already that night I kind of had the peace of God about traveling mm. yeah, if I was to say yes then I felt that God has already given the okay I had the peace of God about it and that's something I would not have said yes to if I did not feel that I had the peace of God mm. about traveling so right there that Sunday I said yes <laughs> and then this is God I went ahead with arranging and seeing if I was able to get onto the same flight basically mm. yeah and you did I did yeah <laughs> and she made the contacts and even though I have to pay a little bit more than the rest of the team but at least I got onto the same flight it's going out here which yeah. was really thankful because yeah, I wouldn't want to be traveling alone <laughs> no absolutely yeah. not and then you've got the the whole thing now about the finances to yes. um, to go did you have the money straight away no but looking back now I I can see how God has placed all that before I even say yes, just the week before that, I had a second job. I picked up a second job. Because so, you knew you were going to get to Israel? No, it, no. It's just that I wanted to help out and um, money was being offered in exchange for my service. I said yes, because I had the time, wanted sure. to help out. Yeah, so yeah, I had the two jobs going on just the week before. The you said yes to going to Israel? even before thinking that I would be, even before putting into prayer. So to me, like God has already been placing things in place. Um, a couple of months later, finance is still a little thing going on, but still believing that I had the peace of God to travel. I believe that he will provide for what I needed by finance. Um, I felt God spoke to me about giving into missions and uh, like the exact amount and I was oh. like yeah but Lord I'm kind of saving you know <laughs> I'm saving for this trip to Israel and it's a little bit more stretch and I just felt okay so he's provided the first amount of finance that I needed mm. for, the, for my deposit 
who am I to say, oh, no, not, not now, Lord, you know, maybe later after the trip, speaking to an auntie of mine who's, who's uh, one of my spiritual mothers before coming to Raro. And just telling, talking to her about my decisions and stuff like that, about my finance as well. And she encouraged me to, to do what I felt the Lord was telling me to do, and I did. There wow. was that first Sunday. I committed to giving missions exactly I felt that Lord was speaking to me about and Beautiful. the exact amount. The next week after that, I get a call from work to go in to CHR. And they given me a full-time job from a part-time to full-time, wow. which comes with a little extra money. With that as well, um, I'll be able allowed to apply for annual leave as well uh, and I would not be able but I would not be able to apply for the annual leave till September and right. September is when we leave to Israel and that's when I need it the most was in September so yeah you were able to get the annual leave I was able to get the finance the asset amount that I needed I was able to get the annual leave which will allow me to be paid during that time in Israel wow. and on my way back. Oh my yeah. goodness. So, yes. <laughs> Praise, Praise the Lord, Lord for your mm. obedience. Yes. And I, it's easy to imagine what would happen if I did not. Yeah. yeah which was a scary path. Praise the Lord for people who brings, brings people around us to encourage us and yes. taking the steps in obedience. And yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. That's the blessing, not the second amount, but also more. More as well, yeah. So, yeah, such a blessing. Such a blessing. Yeah, God. Such an awesome God, too. Such an awesome <laughs> God. And then you go and go to Israel. You leave New Zealand uh, uh, to Dubai, 17 hours flight, and then two more hours over to Israel. You hit the ground running and start touring straight away. Mm. And uh, the place uh, your first stop is at Caesarea. Yeah. And you go to see an amazing aqueduct. How did God speak to, to you there? And, and what is that particular town about? It was built by Herod for Caesar. I think it was more like, I don't know exactly for, maybe a gift or whatever to, for Caesar. Mm. But it, just listening to our tour guide, like the things he was saying about the, the place, and just believing that could have been one of the cities or town that Jesus would have gone through right next to the water so that was quite beautiful and the, um, it's quite big too and kind of quite quite long the walk as well I think one of the things that spoke to me there was um, when our tour guide was talking about um, uh, being descendants of um, Abraham and just uh, I think he was wanting to like the genealogy coming down from Abraham downward and how everyone went out into the different parts of the earth kind of thing and I just to me I could see I felt there was like a um, connection between being connected to Israel through that language and knowing that I could have come from there I just felt connected to the place knowing that I could have come from there. My parents and grandparents and great-grandparents all connecting back to that one place where everything kind of all just started. 
Amazing. So you've definitely felt connected to Israel. Yeah. In the way that I never thought that I would. I've never, yeah, even before and just knowing that I wouldn't, I never had that real deep desire of going to Israel. Yeah, and just feeling that connection that kind of planted the desire to, to Israel in a way. It's not because of, of the land and of the people, but I believe it, it burst out from the desire of just wanting to love what God loves. And yeah, Beautiful. that's the closest way I could um, explain. Beautiful. So that's your first day, day one. That's the, yeah, just the very first day. <laughs> and then the next day you went to Mount Carmel, yeah. where Elijah has the showdown with the 400 or so prophets who were under King Ahab, who's married to um, Jezebel, mm. um, challenging them to light sacrifice basically on, an, on two altars because uh, they, they wouldn't repent from worshipping their gods. Um, but obviously, you know, um, when Elijah, when the prophets called out, nothing happened. They couldn't light the the the, um, the sacrifice. Nothing lit. But with Elijah, he'd even placed water over mm. the the wood and the sacrifice. You know, three times. And you know, when he called out on God to light it up. Mm. Even the dust was uh, extinguished yeah. by the flames, the, yeah. the Bible says. How did God speak to you there? Was, I think it was more about um, Elijah's sense of humor, I guess. When the false prophets were calling onto their gods, I find it quite, quite funny and mm. just reminding that our God is not all serious and stuff, that he has a sense of humor. Yeah, and made in his image, I think we all too has that. And there's time to be serious, I guess. Also, is the part Elijah is calling to the false prophets about, um, like encouraging them to keep calling for their gods, call louder, call louder. He could be on the toilet or something, you know. <laughs> and I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, oh. So yeah, so God didn't actually speak to me about that. I just found it was quite funny. And going back into scriptures, which was something I really like about our tour guide that with places that he took us, he took us back into the Bible mm. where it spoke about such mm. a thing and then just reading that as well and yeah, I, yeah, that was actually a fun day and just realizing yeah, that our God has a sense of humor and he's, we are meant to laugh in We are meant to laugh. Yeah. At that place in Mount Carmel too, we are able to go up to a lookout space and see the Valley of Medigo or Armageddon in Revelation where it talks about nations will gather to battle against Jesus, against God. When you're looking over that valley, what, what spoke to you? To me, I think it was just the, the bigness of it was huge. It was mm. Just by the length of it, I couldn't, even though we we're on top of a mountain, on top of a building, mm. we just couldn't see the end of it. Mm. That's, me that was like endless I've never even though I read about the Armageddon the, the place and that but I just never imagined it that it would be that big mm. in that in that way so I guess it's going to Israel seeing those things comparing to the what we've been reading in the Bible it gives you an idea what you're reading about mm. yeah. yeah not only reading it in books and seeing pictures about it not the not that the real thing will show you 
and it's going to be real, but it just seeing those places for real, it just makes it even more real, totally. which makes it even more scary in a way, but also looking forward to it, knowing what the end result's going to be. Mm. Which yeah. is victory. Yes. Because Jesus yeah. victories yeah. against those enemies and they are destroyed. Right. Yeah. Now, that day you also went to Nazareth. Mm. We saw a village that was still like uh, in Jesus' time mm. when he would have been a child and growing up. And what spoke to you there? Yeah. I think it's a little bit more insight to how the place would have looked at the time of Jesus growing up as a young boy and having the people there in that place dressed up, kind of suiting the way it was back then. Yeah, yeah, just helped it to give a better understanding how things were. It was not sand like we have here. <laughs> it was like rocky and rocky. You know, the way to get there and the work that they have to put into the place as well. Um, things that they have to do, I guess, to live, to survive each day kind of thing. Mm. It's hard, it, isn't it's it? It's hard work. And yeah. the heat, it's, it's oh, desert man, heat. Yeah, it's, that was, <laughs> was hard to breathe, <laughs> mm. the, the air. Was there any aspects of the village life that you saw that particularly stood out for you? I think it was the part where the women, where they was making wool, and just that whole long process of doing, from taking, making, uh, getting wool to well, I'm not too sure exactly what they're making yarn mm. as well and using that yarn to make blankets as well. To me, that must have taken weeks, if not months, and hard work. And yeah, to, to me, not only the men were showing the, the part where it could have been hard work for them, but also the women as well. We're moving out of Nazareth and we're going down by the Sea of Galilee and Magdala is one of the the places that are are, are by the sea of the sea of Galilee which yeah. is really a lake a freshwater lake one thing i found interesting with the, the tour guide say that Mary Magdalene was not from that area but yet that area was named after her mm. yeah but i'm still yeah, i'm still trying to find out exactly where she's from mm. and really more interesting is that they're still still discovering things there it's like the whole site is not complete mm. if they haven't um, finished the work there one of the things was um like a synagogue thing synagogue. and they found like an altar thing i thought that was cool and they have the actual one there in a glass box where you could see mm. so i thought that was really interesting and the whole whole site is mm. built it's been still under um, what's the word discovering things mm. from the other thing from there was like a mountain that was the first time when I realized just how many caves in the mountains in that one mountain I must have count more than 10 caves and then realizing at that time how David could have easily have hidden from Saul if it was to go from mountain to mountain, just hiding in caves. In caves. Yeah, because they, they have so caves. many caves, yeah. And it's just finding the right mountain with the right cave, I guess. Mm. Mm. At Magdala, next to that, um, or uh, in walking distance, there's the Duke Alton, 
another church area that's like dedicated to uh, Simon Peter to his ministry being on the boat and there were different chamber areas downstairs that depict different scenes oh that was cool yeah which scenes spoke to you that spoke to me the most was the one Jesus feet about the woman with the issue I believe yes and this woman's hand trying to get past this other person to touch the hem and at the very tip of her finger in touching the hem there was the light shining which which kind of showed to me there was like power in where she touched Mm. and I thought that was the most uh, impacting picture I think just knowing the story about that woman and she's wanting to push through believing that just a touch of Jesus will make her whole and just seeing her hand there close to the feet and just touching the hem of Jesus to me just like the most humbling thing you could see or even to experience to me I think that's what impacted me the most Mm. knowing that she would have been showing that her hand was close down to his feet and at his hem would mean her whole body would have been close to the ground and just pushing her way through just to touch him. Not even yeah. him, the hem. Yeah. The hem of the scarlet. Yeah. And believing just a touch just a touch of his clothing will make her whole and it did it did yeah it healed her bleeding that's the faith i believe we should be having just one little touch from jesus will make us whole (laughs) amen to that one sister then we go to the mount of beatitudes the place where jesus preached and shared the kingdom of God and what that was like to the people gathered around that mount, that area. What struck you about that place? To me it would be the landscape. It's like forest meeting beach meeting water, I think, which was just a different scene from from Nazareth. Nazareth seems to be was hard, rocky, hot, and whereas that place was was really cool, shady, under the trees, and just showing how beautiful Israel is with the different different landscapes. Later on that day, we went to the Jordan River, and some of the group was baptized there. How did God yeah. speak to you there? That was beautiful. Uh, I think that what really um, stood out to me was not only seeing our, um, some of our members, including a 21-year-old young man mm. who was baptizing that from our group, but also three other people, complete strangers. They came along, even though our tour guide have told them that the, the people who was baptizing our, our family members were not actually pastors, but they were a mom and a dad who were doing 
was um, leading, the, leading group. the group. Yeah, and they all said that's fine. That's what they need. Needed. Because they were singing, our, our, our team, our worshippers were singing songs mm -hmm. and the absolute presence of the Holy yeah. Spirit was, was over it. One of it? them actually said that and she said that she felt drawn to be there. There was another group that she said she could have, but she just felt drawn and, and didn't matter. It was a mom and a dad wow. um, doing that or leading that, but she just felt drawn by it and she felt it was she was drawn by the Holy Spirit which I believe because I yeah could easily feel his presence there with all the beautiful singing led by our Mapus, by our young ones yeah. it was a beautiful even though I did not get to go in and be baptized but I felt like I was part of it yeah, oh, yeah. it was beautiful watching them yeah. and part of that blessing too when we got to ride on a boat on the Sea of Galilee and actually eat the fish mm. that comes from the Lake of Galilee. Yeah. Oh, that was cool, especially the boat ride. And also knowing the area that we were going to, the opposite side was, um, is it in Matthew? The part one with the um, guy with the many legions. That legions. Uh, legions, mm. I think it was his name. Eh? That Jesus cast out all those demons and um, put them in this um, herd of swines. Mm. We was going into that direction, into that area. So it was nice only not only going for the dinner, but also going to the area that we've read about in the Bible. And I thought that was cool. I did not eat the fish, but you? I did. Yeah, and someone else next to me was having fish as well. And I thought that was cool. I wish I did. No, I wish I had. I when did you go back, fish. perhaps you yeah. can try that fish. Yeah. I did try that somewhere else, but I, I was. I guess I didn't want to ask if, if is this fish from the Sea of Galilee? <laughs> Whereas those ones we had when that you night, well, you mean um, at dinner, those ones they did say was from the Sea of Galilee. So, yeah, that was. That would have been something to try, at least. Amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but. There's still much more to share and next week Marama will share about her time in Jordan and the time when Hamas attacked in Israel. If you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life-changing testimonies, subscribe to Te Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia meta kito ora e kia manuia. Ye koko.